Welcome to the Think Inspired Podcast. If you're looking to make your dreams a reality, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get out of that lockdown rut, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get more energy from feeling lazy all the time, then this podcast is for you. If you just simply want to level up in your life, then this is for you. My name is Patrick Hong, and I'm the host of Think Inspire, a podcast that helps people who want to create momentum in their fitness journey and keep the body of their dreams. Welcome to Think Inspire. Welcome back to the Think Inspire podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, Coach Pat. And today I'm talking about my journey of skinny fat to Asian fit. Now, first off, I want to start with being humble because I'm just thankful. Some days I don't want to jump on and do this. I don't have to. It's not, it's not like there's fucking a thousand people listening to me. Some days there's literally one or two viewers live. And I'm like, oh, well, if I can inspire one person, I always remember what I'm doing this for. So here we are. And I just want to appreciate every single person that has downloaded an episode and listened to it. I appreciate the guy that's downloaded 30 episodes on the plane and he wants to listen to every single one um, to give him inspiration and motivation. So I appreciate you. I'm just thankful to have an opportunity to inspire. Um, This microphone in front of me gave me a voice. And without this voice i don't think i'd have a business or like a community to live for like i live for this community like it's my bread and butter i love it it's like a a closer family than my own family be perfectly honest with you and i'm very grateful now um doing episodes like this every day is is it's very difficult because i am running out of things to say sometimes like i sometimes come up with a episode name and i think look this is how i feel in the moment let's just run with it some days i just go off the cuff some days i feel very inspired to give you educational content about why carbs don't make you fat sometimes i want to talk about weight training and sometimes i just want to talk about like how my clients are killing their program and i just remember how inconsistent i was while i was traveling sometimes i would do three lives a week two lives a week once a week and i thought to myself fuck that when i get back to melbourne i'm going to do every single day Monday to Friday, 6 p.m. Because truthfully, to be honest, like this podcast has been like running for about a year now. And to really help me help you guys take it to the next level, I just got to show up. So if you share this podcast, I appreciate you. If you listen to this podcast, I appreciate you. And yeah, it's just doing our work. If you're a religious God's plan, God's work of inspiring people. So that's why I'm here. Now, this episode is about my skinny to fat journey. And I've never been overweight to be perfectly honest with you even though you know at 87.7 kilograms two weeks that wasn't me being really fat i was just like bloated and like inconsistent with my nutrition so thank you and i always remember the time when i was the lowest like as in i look in the mirror and i don't really like who i see i look at a guy and i'm like wow he's like everyone else and it's not a superiority ego thing it's more like well i've just I'm just marching with everyone else. Like if we're all going the wrong way, I'm okay with going the wrong way. And I remember that feeling of like no individuality. It it was painful. Like as I sit here and go back in time, I'm thinking, fuck, I remember waking up and not having a vision for my life. I remember waking up and not having any goals. I remember waking up and just thinking, hmm, today's another day to play video games. I can't wait to kill that guy in Counter-Strike and get a high score. And those were the days I would like live for. I'm like so passionate about escaping reality. It was weird. And I remember why that all started. That all started because like in school, I don't want to be a victim and say I've been bullied because I know what people are actually like when they've been bullied. Like I remember my version of bullying is like someone telling me, hey, like looking at me, I remember just uh, all my friends just looked at me like I wasn't 
one of them. And I remember all of them not laughing at me like it's banter, but laughing at me like I'm different, like you're not from here type of guy. And I, I remember this and you guys know, if you're listening to this live, you know, I remember going to my first swimming carnival session, like they had like swimming athletics and I, I've never swam before, but why not? So I remember going and it was the first time I had a bit of fear. I don't know how to swim, but the swimming instructors. So let me just do it. And I remember lining up, going in and getting changed in the in the men's room and i remember like taking my t-shirt off and like one of my best friends just looked at me and saying gross what is that and he was pointing at my chest and like for those that don't know i have a condition called pectus escavatum and we're in 2022 now but back in 2009 no one really knew what it was it's like a condition that happens in one in 300 men and it's just a dysmorphia like my body is not uh, constructed like a normal human physique so like my rib cage caves in whereas most people's ribs cage caves out so i've got like a bird's cage and when i had no muscle it was a lot more evident than where it is now even though i can still see it it doesn't affect me at all like i've been on a bodybuilding stage with my g-string like i've completed the, the game of fear like that's all done now but before it was debilitating i could not breathe okay like and you guys might think oh that's a bit dramatic but like you have a bit of a body issue and you mentioned that you can't breathe like there's people out there getting shot and shit i'm like well cool that's not my life my life was i was pretty caged off to be honest like i had a very easy life from like zero to 16 nothing major crazy happened to me except for like my parents to get in divorce my dad gone crazy like, like i've seen that part but nothing personally to me so when i get my first sign of like conflict it was like my body shut down my nervous system just shut off i didn't know how to handle it so it was crazy i remember like my friends like teasing me and shit so i remember like how extreme i would take i'm like fuck that i'm never gonna go out and public topless i'm never gonna go out in public like being vulnerable i'm never gonna like wear a singlet i'm never gonna ever ever go to swimming lessons ever again i just wouldn't do it and like instead of having a bravado and faking it i would just hide and, and play video games so i'd create a persona online so bad like i was pretty good at the fucking game i was so good at it because i had so much pain in real life that i wanted to be good somewhere else so i got really good I'm not gonna lie and um but i knew that my personal and social life wasn't where I wanted to be. Like I always felt I was a little bit weird. So whenever I only hang out with like two of my friends, right? So that was like my best friends, but everyone else I would just shut down. So like house parties I'd go to that I'm like, fuck, I gotta drink a lot to build my confidence, like liquor confidence. And like I think we've all been that through that stage where we don't have confidence. So we drink a lot, right? Just to build that up when we're an adolescent. You know, I did it purely because I don't want people looking at me. <laughs> like I'm like, if I drink like enough, I won't care as much. You know, so that was a really tough period because I didn't know how to fix it. Like I'm a very solution orientated person now, but before I was more like, I don't have a plan. No one understands. My mom clearly wouldn't care. My brothers and my dad would just laugh at me. So I just bottled it all up. You know, I'm surprised I didn't like fucking do something really drastic to my life. And as I'm telling you this story, I'm not saying that it's like a story that we should all cry about, but I'm very thankful and grateful that like, if that was the worst thing that happened to me, I'm like, thank God, because I remember there's people in school that like took their life. The happiest people I know, I remember them taking their life and thinking, fuck, I remember you. You were the happiest guy in, or girl in school. And like, when I look at my phone, I'll see all these messages like, oh, did you hear what happened to her? I'm like, how the, f how'd that happen? You know, it's the people that smile the most that you, you worry about because you don't really know what's going on. I can resonate because when you shut yourself off to the world, that's when dangerous things can happen. Because your mind is not built for thrive. Your mind is not built to thrive. It's built to survive over the over millions of years. Would be it's built for survival. That's why it's very hard to be successful, especially if you don't have like 
parents to raise you with like fundamental traits, like being a hard worker, having courage, having discipline. I didn't have any of that. So I had to learn the hard way, um, just play video games and pretend it's not a problem, right? So that was my first incident. The second incident happened um, when I was in my skinny fat phase. I was like, okay, cool. This is my, this is me with my pectus escovatum. I have a stomach because my cage, my rib cage caves in, which makes my belly protrude out more. Now I'm like gross, right? Like I hated the way I look, even though at the time, like there was this, my first girlfriend, she was kind of pretty. So like, how did, could she be with a guy like me? And pff, I don't know what the fuck happened. I just remember never like, I'd always wear a jumper or a jacket, <laughs> like just put it that way. So I covered it really well, but it caught up to me. I remember like being so afraid of social situations and just social anxiety. Like I've, I've been an introvert like most of my life and I could always go back to being an introvert. Like there's no problem. I, I know what that looks like. And it's not a bad thing, but like it killed me because I remember someone stole my phone at school. Yeah, someone stole my phone at school. And when they stole my phone at school, I knew who stole my freaking phone. I was pissed off about it, but I had no idea what to do. I'm like, I'm skinny fat. <laughs> Skinny fat people don't fight. So I remember going up to the guy and just like, oh, I got to confront him. I got to confront him. I'm like, hey, man, I, th- I think you may have uh, t- taken my phone. And I said it like that. And he's like, what are you talking about? And the thing is, in my school, like I went to a school with Arabs, right? And I know where the boundaries are because all of them are cousins and all of them have Habibi brothers. And my brother's from this school, my cousin's from this school. Like we don't fuck around type of shit. And I knew what I was dealing with, but I had to confront him because he got my phone. I need my fucking phone. Um... I remember coming home that day saying, hey, the guy didn't give my phone back. I said it to my brothers. My brother's like, oh, I'm like, okay, you guys can help me. So I had to, I had to go back, go back in there and confront him again. He's like, bro, you need to stop asking me about your phone. I did take your phone. What are you trying to say? I stole your phone. And I had this little conflict. It was the first time I had to like really stand up for myself. And it was weird because like we had this argument, right? No punches were thrown. It's just like, I remember how inferior I felt because the guy was like not bigger, not bigger than me but it was definitely stronger than me because I didn't go in. I didn't do any gym. I didn't do any sports. I was just like skinny, fat and fragile. And I remember the feeling of like, I don't ever want to feel like this ever again. Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services. We help 20 to 30 year olds get the body of their dreams without consuming so much of their time. If you want to see more, check out some of our results on Instagram, thedreamteam.fitness. The next day, his older brother came up to me, grabbed me by my top, lifted me off, like it was some freaking TV show of like this kid getting bullied, like in the locker room, like just picture him lifting me off the floor with his arm and I'm off the floor looking at him thinking, okay, I'm going to get beaten up now. <laughs> I can't do anything. I'm like defenseless. He's like, if you ever come to my brother ever again and push me, push him around, I'm going to, you, you'll see. And you have to worry about it, not just me. I got, I know people. He didn't have to say that. I already knew what was going on. So he said to me the next day, he's like, look, if you want to get your phone, I know who's got it. You have to pay for it. And I'm like, if you're listening, I have to pay for my stolen phone from a guy that I knew. It's not the skinny fat that pissed me off. It's the fact that I wasn't strong. It was the fact that I didn't have the courage to stand up for myself because I didn't have any strength within. It's the lack of confidence. It's the like, it's the feeling of defensivelessness. You know, it's a shitty feeling to be honest. And I remember like I suffered for that, like for two years, like skinny, fat Asian guy, like I ain't gonna be able to stand up on my own two feet. You know, no one's got your back. You can get pushed around if you, like I wasn't even a bad kid. I didn't stir trouble. I didn't like try to steal someone's girlfriend. I wasn't talking shit. I wasn't talking behind anyone's back. I just mind my own business, but still, you cannot go through life without going through tribulations and adversity. We all know this. You don't need me to tell you that. But for like two, three years from like 17 to like 20, just not being proud of anything I did. Like 
my mental health that like suffered um living inside my comfort zone like the only thing that i would like try to do is like get better at counter-strike like i wouldn't i wouldn't work on anything and it was weird it's like being stuck in the same pattern and not being able to break the cycle who's been there before you've like playing the same tape in your head it's like i know the lyrics to this fucking song it's not going to change the same repetitive chorus over and over again i don't know how to change the radio station it's all i ever know until i remember being first like invited to go to the gym right like someone's like hey you should go to the gym we're going summer holidays this and that and i'm like i did research this i remember like researching pescus escobardem and there's only a surgery or weight training i'm like look there's no way anyone's gonna pay fifty thousand dollars to put a fucking bar in my fucking ribs like no one's gonna do that so might as well go to the gym and lift weights i hated the gym i remember like because i knew when i was gonna go it was like three weeks I bought some dumbbells. I started doing curls at home. Every day, I would just do curls, curls, and curls. And I'm like, there's no changes. I would be so upset. Like, I'm doing curls five days straight, no changes. I'm like, my arms haven't gotten bigger. I hate this. No one taught me how to lift weights. No one taught me, like, how long it took. I always thought, like, if you go to the gym, you change straight away. Like, ain't no YouTube back then. There's no Instagram reels. There's no For You page where you can look at people working out tutorials. Nothing back in 2008. So... First day on the bench press. I'm like, here we go again. My, my head's racing, like racing, like a Ferrari, like, ring, ring. like overthinking everything. People looking at me, my friends are gonna laugh at me. Here we go again. Someone's gonna steal my phone. All the worst type of thinking. <laughs> that first day leaving the gym, there was no proud moment. There was no hurrah. There was no like, oh, aren't you so proud you went to the gym for the first? No, it was none of that. It was just like, that was the most mortifying thing I've ever done. I just went in to the gym with a group of, of my boys and I was the weakest one there. Skinny, fat, weak. I feel like a pleb. I'm like, nah, I'm going to play some video games. I'm better at that. So I would always like do things I was good at. I would never work on the things that I needed to work on until I realized that if I want to stop playing this skinny, fat Asian kid, narrative in my head something drastically needs to change the drastic moment for me where the whole story just like took a turn was when i was going to house parties and all my friends would just be like really confident right just really confident talking to girls and i needed as many drinks as possible to build up the courage to talk to people like not not just girls just anyone in general because i've just been caved away for such a long time oh it was like it was the worst. I don't know if you guys have ever been there before, but like trying to build up courage to talk to another person because you just have been an introvert your whole life. Like you know how to communicate through a, a game screen with people you don't know, but to do it at a house party with like all these people, it's difficult, especially with people that you went to school with. I just said, fuck this. I'm going to the gym by myself for 30 days. So I went to the gym every day for 30 days at Vic Uni at Footscray Park, right? It was like four o'clock. I went there every day, 30 days, four o'clock. And I found a, like a workout routine on Google. I just stick to it. I felt weak. And I remember looking at the dumbbells. I just thought, look, there's a one kilogram, one kilogram dumbbell and there's a 50 kilogram dumbbell. One day, I'm going to get to 50. This is Counter-Strike. This is the video game of my life. I'm going to play this game. This is the game I want to play. And I remember lifting weights. I was doing tricep pushdowns. And I remember this Black Adam looking guy. He's got like curly dreadlocks, massive back, shredded, probably on steroids, but I didn't care at the time. And he's just... Jumping on that pull-up bar, boom, one, boom, two reps, boom, three, five, 10, 15, 30 reps in, in a whole set, 30 reps. And I'm thinking, mm, let me try. So he left the gym. I jumped on the bar, half a rep. I'm like, 
Oh, I just remember being so pissed off, like pissed off, like how's that guy? How's that guy get there? Like he must be in the gym forever. At the time, I didn't have the balls to ask him how he did it all. I just watched him. I was there every day for 30 days. He was there every day for 30 days. I saw him every day. I'm like, that is the guy. I have to just show up like him. If I show up, I will get there eventually. And that was my first guy like that was like, that really inspired me. I never knew the fuck he was, never had a conversation with him. I just looked at his actions, always there, always showing up. I'm like, cool, let me do it. Now, I know for a fact, if me and him were in the same gym, I'd be lifting a lot heavier than him. I've already clocked the dumbbell game, and I'm very proud of that <laughs> because I was so obsessed at like 19, 20 years of age to get this wrong right. And instead of being skinny fat forever, I can be Asian fit. And I remember going back to school that fucking summer holiday, January 28th, coming back to school in the school assembly line, standing there with my new mustache. Cause like, yeah, like I was, uh, it was in TAFE university time, right? So I was in the assembly line. My friends were like, God damn, what happened to you over summer? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I had this new confidence because like for the first time in my life, people were validating me on my strength, you know? And like, you guys might think like how toxic just looks in general can be, especially in this Instagram age that we live in. Looks, look, matter. Looks, 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 looks. It's all about how you look. Well, honestly, guys, it's the looks that start everything, right? But it's the person that you become throughout obtaining the physique that you want. Like, I was more proud that I could, like, take a friend to the gym and show him how to, like, lift. And a few of my friends that summer said to me, hey, can you show me, like, what you do? Because your arms are a lot bigger than mine. And I had no ego attached to it. I was just proud. And I genuinely think I thought I could help. So I take all my friends to the gym. And the same friends that used to tease me are the same fucking friends that asked me for help. And I said, hmm, I like this. This is a good feeling. This isn't a, this isn't a revenge feeling. This is like, I'm a pro, I, hard work pays off. So I ran with that. Now look at us, 10 years in. I've been training for like 13 years now. So really proud. <laughs> and my last question that I have is like, what does it mean to be fit? You know, for me, it's a lifestyle. It's not a destination. It's not about how much you lift. It's not about how big your chest is. It's not about how much abs you have. It's about the lifestyle. Like fitness is like music. Music has genres. Same with fitness. The beautiful thing about fitness, you can fall in love with weights and then completely fall out of love with it and do yoga. You can fall out of yoga and completely fall in love with CrossFit. You can be like, fuck everything. I'm going to do boxing and punch someone in the face in the ring. You can say, screw that all. I'm going to like just do jujitsu and choke someone out. You can just like, nah, I want to do group fitness. I am so sick of training by myself. I'm going to do group fitness and do boot camps all day. You're like, nah, I don't want to do boot camps. I want to get shredded. I want to do a bodybuilding comp. The beautiful thing about fitness is different spokes of genres that you can like fall in love with. So for me, like I got a 10 week in 10 kilogram and 10 week challenge that I'm, I'm, I'm destroying right now. I'm in falling love in this journey, you know, I have like a podcast out there saying my first love, my first love was fitness and people, you can make fun of that, but you know, it's the same thing as a musician. Their first love is like freaking piano, you know, cause it's always going to be there. You know, it's always going to be there. So I'm very grateful and thankful that fitness saved my life and gave me purpose and meaning. And if this resonates with you, or maybe you don't have purpose or passion or any type of framework of like how to live, I think a good way to start is in the gym. If you're not going to church, the gym has always been my church. So that's me skinny fat to asian fit i hope you guys enjoyed that podcast i hope that gave you some inspirations for you to know that you're not alone and if you are ever thinking about starting a fitness journey holler at your boy we have 78 students in the dream team academy right now we have about seven people that are 10 kilograms down in the first 16 weeks which i'm really proud of just reach out instagram patrick hong fit dm me the word transform peace busy people listen up this is the number one podcast for getting momentum in your fitness journey and keeping the body of your dreams. If you're getting value from this podcast and you want to learn how to create the health and physique of your dreams so you can feel confident in your everyday life, 
What I want you to do is go to my Instagram, Patrick Hong Fit, and DM me with the words energy. Our mission is to make busy people get the body of their dreams without spending countless hours in the gym or the kitchen. We want to give you the tools and strategies that some of our best clients are using in 2021. So go to my Instagram at Patrick Hong Fit and DM me the word energy.